This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, they might have cloned me, y'all. I've told you guys this for years. They might have cloned me, and I might have found my clone. I have Christy Coleman. Yes, the (laughs) name is right. And she owns KT Beauty Bloom, as well as Coleman Studios. I'm telling you, this could be my clone, beauty (laughs) and film, and all those things that you can control. Christy, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. I, I just got to hear the journey because, you know, we still are We're going to find out your whole DNA and we're, <laughs> we're going to find where we connected or if they took our DNA, merged it and how they split us. But um, talk about your journey in entrepreneurship and how you have this fabulous product that, you know, I know my clients are like, hey, I want to I want to have some part of this in some way, if not just highlight it. And also Coleman Studios. I mean, where do you want to start? Well, I can start with, oh, my moving to Austin. So I moved to Austin when I was 20 years old. And so when I got down there, literally I had to cut off all of my hair. It was so damaged. So when I, when I went to the nails, when I went to like the, the place to get my hair cut, she's like braiding my hair. And I was just like, I don't know if this is going to work. She's like, I'm going to try and make it work. And I was like, it's real damaged. And then, and then I was like, you know what, just cut it off. And she was like, are you sure? And I was like, I don't know what to do with it. You don't know what to do with it. We don't know what to do with it. (laughs) And so literally she shaved off my entire head. I, I mean, I just literally was like, I'm just ready to let it go. I I just let it go. And from there, I got home, right? And I was like, I think I made the worst decision of my life. (laughs) Like we all do. I'm like, I don't think that was a good decision. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I want my head to regrow back and I'm going to show the world that plant-based products work. And so it just started with me doing just basic research on just hair growth and oils and going to HEB and getting avocado and bananas and honey and just mixing it with egg in a blender and put it in my hair and then then I just started naming the products so I would have like a one with the refrigerator with face with mayo and then I had like this rosemary water so it was just different stuff I was making then I started giving it out to different people that would see that my hair was growing back so my mom's like I'm calling my mom like hey I'm going kind of broke she's like where's your money going I was like I've been making this I've been making this stuff these products and helping people and that's where my money been going. And so um, literally she, I came back home and this is like in between me doing film too. So I came back home and basically I, my, my grandmother who was suffering from hair loss. So my mom was like, all right, let's see, we can like put this together, do something. So she came with her brain. I had my brain and we started helping my grandmother who dealt with chemo hair loss. And we started using the stuff that I was making and we put on her hair. We started to see her hair regrow back. And we was like, wow, we have something that can help some help more people than just us. And so she took all the products that I had, became a certified hair locks practitioner, upgraded everything I had so I didn't have to put it back in the refrigerator. 
and it can last longer than you know a week and so uh literally that's how ktv came about okay and how how did you know what to mix like how did you know egg and all these other ingredients would help or were you just kind of throwing stuff into the blender seeing what it did well, because I was just looking for stuff that like, you know, like for us, you know, we like our hair to be either thick or curly. So I was looking for stuff that made my hair like bouncy and shiny. So I was like, what makes hair bouncy and shiny? <laughs> and so then, I, yeah, literally, I just Googled it. And then I just Googled all the every single thing that egg could do in hair. And I was like, I'm going to put egg in my hair and mayo. <laughs> wow. Wow. That. Okay. <laughs> And it's working, people. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, she's going to be doing some more press even, you know, today. And you know, it's working. And I've heard about the 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 the, the works. Like this is not just in theory, you know, because a lot of folks have product out there, and folks don't know if this works. But it's been vouched for. So we definitely got to check that out. Um, now you said in between film, so you already had the film uh, company already. Yes. So it was a passion of mine. So I started off before film. I started off selling. That sounds crazy. But I was selling vision boards. So Coleman Studios didn't actually. So Coleman Studios, I was selling vision boards out of Coleman Studios. And that was a way for me to pay my bills. And literally, and that just came about. I just went to a church and I was like, hey, I got these boards. I got a vision. I can create. I can make it look nice. You know, who wants to hire me? <laughs> and so literally like I got three people hired me right then and there and I was making vision boards and then I took the money that I had from vision boards and I started to produce films and so I went to like these different local businesses and I was like hey I'm a film producer do you need a commercial do commercial done I'll do it for free I just want to get my name out there that's it and so this one company let me um they gave me a chance and I did it for free and literally um that from there and I never released it because I was still kind of embarrassed by how it came out but it was a great experience and from there I um I dealt with so when I was saying about my grandmother right so with her hair we well, she ended up passing so when she passed all that came I was there and I dealt with PTSD and different things from seeing all that so a film came about from that and I have a film that's based around PTSD mental health issues and a documentary birth from me uh, seeing the trauma that I came about. So that's basically how I got into fit more deeper into film. And I released the documentary, um, 10 episodes on YouTube. Okay. And we'll definitely make sure to put your YouTube in the description because, you know, I saw that, um, you know, the, the pieces, I haven't watched it in its entirety, but I, I saw, you know, pieces and I said this is why I'm saying this is my clone because <laughs> I too have you know documentary even on Amazon Prime I would tell you you know shoot it out to Prime if you're willing to go through the steps so you know we have so much in common um, when you do visit South Florida or the next time I'm in Houston um, we'll definitely connect in, in a major way because I said, man, you know, you said it before I said it. I'm like, yeah, I was thinking it, but you jumped <laughs> out. No holds bar. I love that. That's what makes a real Coleman, um, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So let me, let me ask you, I mean, were you before KT Beauty, were you full time with the studio or did you have to have other jobs to go to the next level? 
I definitely I was, I was a bartender and a waitress for 10 years. I did that. So I did that. I was doing that. So I would literally drive from Houston. I would produce a film in Houston Monday and Tuesday. Those were my only two off days. And so Wednesday through Sunday, I worked from like five to 12. So I'm working, I'm working at the bar. So during the day I'm getting up when I get, I'm getting up in the morning to write my scripts. When I get off work at night, I'm writing my scripts. So then by the time I get to, um, to set on Monday, I have new projects to get done and I'm pretty, so I'm driving back and forth. So I was living in Austin, but I was shooting in Houston. So okay. I would, yeah. So that's literally how I came about with just doing both. But I loved it. I loved being a server. Like that was great. It wasn't like a first job ever. Okay. And somebody said, wait, hold on. Something's not matching up. No, black don't crack. So where you think she started at, you know, 12 to do the, the bartending and, or, you know, all that, you know, the serving, um, black don't crack if you don't smoke it. So nobody <laughs> could even guess your age. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, what made you do that just full-time, 100% push? Because a lot of folks, they struggle with that. I mean, there's people 15 years in business, but they can't give up their teacher job. And, you know, what made you jump to say, I'm going to try me 110% every day of my life? Well, I knew that bartending um, was something I enjoy. I love serving people. I love um, when people come around me, I want to, you know, we have a good time. We turn up, you know, like that's what I really enjoy. But I knew that I needed to serve. I needed to become my, my higher self. So I needed to reach my best self. And I felt like I reached every level I could reach as a bartender. I've learned everything I could. I've done everything I could. I'm like, I'm like, how long am I going to do this? You know, until I reach my, until I'm able to get to a new level within myself. So I knew that new level was going to require me to change and transition and do different things. But that day I knew that I was ready to do this full time. I'm, I'm not recommended to anybody, but I definitely just, you know, I was out the door. <laughs> um, I, 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 I didn't say, all right, you know, this is my plan. And I got this saved, I got that saved, and I got this and that. No, I literally knew in my spirit that um, this is time's up. Okay. And sometimes it's a spiritual thing. It's internal thing. It's just a feeling mm -hmm. that you have. But sometimes it's, this is taking too much of my time, or I'm making too much money um, doing other things. Did any of those, I mean, you know, it sounds like you got the personal feeling, but did the bank account match that I can afford to take that jump? So I don't lie to you. Um, it didn't match the four. It didn't, you know, but it was crazy because at the same time that, um, I knew that I, I told myself, I said, okay, what can I do to make money in my business that I, that I can't, what can I do right now? And so what I started to do was I just started to hustle and bustle and make phone calls. And I'm pushing out two, 300 phone calls to anybody that needed my business. And I put my all into it because I'm, I asked myself one question, how can I make money? How can I continue? And how can I make more money? And I just started pushing, pushing, pushing. And that's how the money came in through doing wholesales, farmers markets. So I started doing farmers markets like four or five times a week versus one time a week you know, that, that income came in consistently as well. So versus me doing 
let's say I was doing like, you know, $100 or so or five or $200 at the farmer's market from one market. Now I'm doing up to a thousand to, you know, 1500 a week, you know, and that's me consistently busting out. But it was work, man. It was hard. You got to take your tent. You got to you got to take your tools. You got to break it down, pick it up, break it down, pick it up, you know, and then you got to look for the farmer's markets. You got to look and see. You got to go to go through the vendors list. You got to see, okay, who's hosting a farmer's market? How much does it cost? Am I going to make the money back that I just spent? You know, it's it's literally it was like a gamble, but it worked out because online sales started to match. And within um, I'm not going to say exactly within four months, I made five figures. Awesome. And and I also want to put a a different um, give you another kudos on top of that, because you are beautiful, you know, just, just natural, just naturally beautiful. And a lot of folks, young people, you know, even some old people would say, I want to already look like I'm rich. I don't want to work the farmer's market. I don't want people looking at me. I want to act like I have already the workers and I got my burka bag and I can just show up and collect my money so that you had to sit out there all day in that Texas heat, which is a whole different type of heat. Yes, and I still do it. Yes, that heat beats African heat. Ask any African that doesn't (laughs) live in the desert. That heat, humidity alone is like, Africans come because my wife is one and she'll be like, out here in Louisiana, when we went to school out there, she's like, it's hotter here than it is in Africa. Yeah. We lived in multiple countries in Africa. She's like, "Uh uh-uh, it's hot. So- It was hot. So, you know, kudos to you for that, because you you, you didn't let the, the diva syndrome, I call it, you know, I'm too pretty. I'm too beautiful to be out here. I need to hire some some other folks to be out here. But you really went out there and still do it to this day, which that's why you're winning. And, and that's a beautiful thing. Now, it's your mom's awesome. a bustle. Yeah, the hustle is a hustle. And I mean, you know, uh, other side of that is, again, Texas. But nationwide, there's people who say, well, I could make more money doing nothing. And I mean illegal when I say that, right? Gotcha. In our community, people say these things. You're like, that same hustle you had on the block, that same hustle you had on the blade, you could have put that into something and been legit, not looking over your shoulder, don't need bail money. You just need you know, to pay the government their little taxes and let that be that. Exactly. so with that being said, you know, your mom is your business partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing. Yes. Uh, beautiful thing. How have you guys navigated that relationship? Because a lot of times there's a saying in business, it's by Dave Ramsey. And he's like, the person who changed your diapers doesn't can't really see you in a, an authoritarian type of way, or they won't listen to you the same way, like in business. So how have you guys worked out that relationship? <laughs> So it was a little challenging at first, you know, to get that respect from both, you know, from me. But see, me and my mom are 17 years apart. So we um, also have this like sisterly relationship that comes with it, too. And so even though she's my mom, I give her that respect ultimately. But how it came about was she I had to not prove myself. I hate to say that to anybody, but if they feel like they got to prove themselves to their parent, but in a way I had to, you know, I had to be like, okay, I'm going to work five markets a week. I'm so I'm showing you that I didn't made X amount of money. I'm showing you that I didn't, I didn't did this. I'm showing you that I got all these clients to, to, you know, to get our consistent revenue to come in. So I'm bringing in the income. So 
that respect was earned because I brought in, I'm bringing in income. So I can't, you know, you, anybody can say, oh, you know what? Hey, you did this work. I can't say nothing because you bring in income. Okay. So, you, I mean, you, you bossed up, you showed the income and, you know, I mean, I, I kind of, again, I'm thinking of like Snowfall, <laughs> if you ever seen that on FX. Yeah. You bring, you bring the income and folks fall in line, but you're doing it again on the legal side. And you guys know I have to kind of jazz it up sometimes. Yeah. I'm from Oconda. I saw what happened in Snowfall. I, 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 you know, I came up in the 80s, so born in the 80s. So I saw what it was. So the same, again, that same hustle, hustle is hustle. You can do hustle it. Again. Hustle. Or, or you can bring the, the legal game in it. Now, KT Beauty, are there any plans, or maybe it's already on Amazon, yeah. the nation can get it, you know, or globally? So it's not on Amazon right now. Um, we are just selling on our website. We sell the farmer's market. And, you know, we got a store opening up right now, but it's just on our website and it's just on Amazon. I think and we have on Etsy as well, too. So, but we know we want to work with other people that's looking to put it out on Amazon. Hey. Okay. So. Well, well, hold on, because she said that, but I don't want you wolves who, you know, you guys already know Amazon. What has, I mean, is it just that it's so still new and you've been, you know, proving the farmer's market where you haven't been able to study Amazon yet? No, I think it's because um, we've been doing, we've been doing well just on our own site mm -hmm. to where um, just me, I mean, I've been consistently at the farmer's market over two years. So we've touched, you know, I mean, oh, I'm, I'm guessing of 40, 40, 50,000 people. Mm -hmm. So we've, you know, we've hit to where um, we do well just on our site. Not saying that we never would work with Amazon or anything like that, but everything that we thought about doing or whatever, we just thought about, okay, how can we just do it for ourselves? That's okay. basically it. You okay. Know? Yeah, no, definitely. And we'll talk off camera about, you know, <laughs> that because I always think about the global push and um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of entrepreneurs and I say inside of our community and I'm glad you said we want it because a lot, I know people who they make great amount of money, you know, over $30,000 in, in their product. And they say, well, I don't want to share with Amazon. And I said, oh, you see it as sharing. Okay. So you're stingy, mm -hmm. but you don't think about Amazon's also in Europe. So you don't want your product easily sold in Europe for, you know, possibly a fraction of the price because it costs a little bit to ship over there and Amazon's mm -hmm. going global. There's also other platforms like Jumia that's yeah. in Africa. And so, you know, that's, um, that's why I just ask that because if you got a great formula, have you been able to put a patent on it yet? That's what we're working on right now. We're getting the patent done. We're getting that done. Um, and that's like the next step. So that's in progress. That's, the application's been done. Everything's been done. We're just still waiting on the process, the actual. But yeah, that's in works for sure. Okay, okay. For yeah. sure. You got to get that done. Got to get that done because, you know, once you get the patent, then, then you can go to places, you know, and say, hey, Shark Tank, even if it's just for the marketing. And you say, I got my patent done. Um, you know, I got this great network that's going to really push me. Now, is this only work in um our hair and black people's hair 
No, it worked for all hair types, which is good. That's what we wanted it for. We didn't want it to, we wanted it to be able to work for, because I'm telling you, when I was mixing that, I said, I'm going to show the world plant-based products work. Okay. I didn't say black people. I didn't say just one person. I said, no, I'm going to show the world that stuff that's grown from the earth, herbs, oils, fruit, vegetables, seeds, we can heal ourselves from stuff that that comes from the earth. I'm a big believer in that. So every time I'm at the farmer's market, I'm just like, hey, this is why you need this. Okay. And and that patent, you know, hopefully um, you found a, a great patent lawyer who that's what they do because mm -hmm. that is a headache. You know, we were talking about Amazon sharing that six to 20% with Amazon is like paying a manager. Um, but that headache of patent because mm -hmm. patents on anything they take peppermint and take something else and say i want to put a patent and you know we're so late in the game on a lot of that because before we were born things were patented and yeah it, it's crazy now you guys she didn't know i was gonna go here but she doesn't just you know do coleman studios rkt beauty she also is her own model and so, you know, being your own model, do you, are you also, you know, okay, with you. <laughs> looking into acting? Like, what, what, tell us about that, because I saw the video. Oh, man. Let me tell you. I, I think I just be, I do, I do see myself as like a, you know, like a warrior in a film <laughs> where I'm just like kicking somebody butt. I was going to say the other one, but yeah, like I'm kicking. So I do see myself doing all kind of like, that's why you see me do these different like warrior poses. Cause I feel like I'm getting ready for like when I'm ready to jump out, but I do like, I really do. I do want to like do some all black leather, like pow, pow you know, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like deal, but yes. Yes, you're gonna see more of that. You're gonna see more. I'm gonna step outside the box. I ain't gonna lie, I was like nervous because I'm comfortable being a director, I'm comfortable being a producer, I'm comfortable writing, like I'm comfortable with that. So me standing in front of the camera is more like, um, all right, I need somebody to shake me a few times, wake me up, and I'm get going. So it does take me a little bit, but other than that, I'll be good. Okay, okay. So I couldn't see you. Ever you went there, though. <laughs> I couldn't see you being like an introvert, but was there a time where you just maybe weren't too sure of yourself and saying, you know, I don't know if I should be in front of the camera or behind? Oh, yeah. I mean, there was just times where, okay, I guess whenever I was going through, you know, my, my dark time, then yeah, of course, you know, I didn't want to like do nothing. But I think now... I'm comfortable, but I'm still comfortable with being behind the camera. Like I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm still not comfortable in front of the camera. Like you can, you can put a camera in front of my face and I'll stop my heart. So I beat that. That's, that's a good feeling. Many people. It is. It, it's a challenging. Yeah. Many people who have hit the biggest stages in the world still get that feeling every time from comedians to, you know, Les Brown, ask them. There's always a, uh, uh, and if you don't get that feeling, something's wrong. Cause it means you don't care and you probably don't need to be on that stage. So. Ooh, you know, okay. I am mean, thinking about it like that. See that, that that's, that's the, you know, the truth that if you ever visit and I, I recommend this to everybody, 
to go to Toastmasters International and go through their public speaking. And, you know, try that for a month. Try it for three if you can. And if you really like it, you'll go to Toastmasters and graduate to what we call the NSA, which is the National Speakers Association, where all they do is they want to talk money. Like that's when you want to become a paid speaker, which I know that's going to come down the line for you. But the it's going to come. But you'll talk to other speakers and they'll, you know, excited. It's like ready to fight It's you know, I'm a fighter. So it's you ready to fight and you get that feeling. Yeah. You know, so I'm a comedian, too, but I'm a fighter, too. You know, I'm a lover. You know, I'm all those things. I'm a Gemini, so I can be all those things. Oh, then that's how we get along, because I'm like, I'm a cuss. Gemini cuss. Really? Okay. Yes. Like for for May? um, June. June. Okay, May, June. Okay, why? The end of June. Okay, why? You should have told your mother, push harder. Push. Oh my gosh. I still got a whole bunch of Gemini traits. That's why we just that's we we chameleons. They they don't know who they're talking to. They be talking to uh two different people, but we the same person or three different people. <laughs> we're multifaceted. It, it's just you know, and it's what it is. And we're honest about it where most people have to hide and do a whole bunch of sneaking and gotta live a different life. Well, just this is me. Either you like it or you love it. That's it. That's you know? it. <laughs> so, no. Now, with all the success that you've had, what is a community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future? So currently um, what I'm doing is, well, okay. So what I've done is I built a community farm in Thurward, Texas, where people who live within a, a one or two mile radius can go get fresh fruits, uh, fresh fruits and vegetables. Cause that's not available to us and especially in that low poverty area. So that was the first thing I did. And then I also still volunteer at that farm. But what I'm doing now is, you know, people that still being affected from COVID-19 and being affected from just being homeless. And, and you know, my project's about homeless veterans. So I just felt like I had the resources to help. I got the drive. I got the ambition to want to just give back. So I just feel like, why not, you know? And so I'm doing the food drive here in Houston. And it's um, it's at 7207 Regency Square Boulevard. And we're asking the community to donate any like canned goods or clothes or non-perishable items that they may have at their homes. And then we're also um, reaching out to different food pantries, homeless organizations, and they're going to come and pick those items up. And we'll be able to give back to their communities because there's a lot of people that need help out here. And it also gives our people like, you know, people a chance to give back, get rid of some things that they've been holding on to and heal because we don't get a. I feel like we don't get that opportunity as as a whole. Especially now where, you know, so many folks have lost their job, people who thought they had jobs that you couldn't lose, even in the government, you know, um, it, it's just that type of work is, is definitely, definitely needed. Now, with that work, I mean, you do documentaries and, you know, impactful. Where do you see yourself? Like, if you could just, you know, dream to goal, where do you see yourself with the films? Do you like the documentary side? Do you want to do full features? Do you want to go all the way to Nollywood? That's Nigeria and start making, you know, African films. Like, where do you see yourself? I see myself 
creating more of movie and television. I'm a television writer. So I love because I love the intimacy when it comes to like television. So I want to be able to create films that can like really like like still stimulate your mind, but entertain you at the same time. So movies and more television style. So right now, all of my projects are television style. And I'm looking to really I'm a, I'm a production company, so I'm not a distribution so mm-hmm. I'll be looking to work with different, you know, distributions to be able to see, you know, what we can do to be able to, you know, get it done, get the business out there, get the film and, and the business side done too. Well, shout out to Urban Home Entertainment, which, you know, it, it's the only one that I can recommend at this time that does black distribution the way they do it across TV, Netflix and all that urban home entertainment. They also own uh, faith works, Mr. Dungy shout out to all the Dungies. Um, they're out in Atlanta. Uh, I'll send you a link. And if you say, you know what, I got something. Um, there's a step and a process that we, uh, we can go through, but Mr. Dungy, very accessible, a uh, very nice guy. And if it works, it works. And he'll tell you straight up, like, you know what, this will work because TV is such a slow business. Have you sold anything to TV yet? No. So my documentary, so my documentary is basically going to turn into a television series because I originally wrote it as a television series at first, but I got critiqued for it like big time by, because my documentary. Yeah. And I put it, I put in the film festival. I got an award for it. Right. Mm. From like people who didn't maybe know much about, PTSD and the mental health issues but the people you know that like because I'm telling a story through a black veteran and so um the veteran the vet the veteran community did not relate to the the character at all and mm-hmm. I got yeah it they didn't relate to him at all you know and and I felt responsible for that and so I felt like I had to take a step back and really um go deeper and to learn more about who I'm writing about what I'm writing about the stories behind it. So when I'm actually telling my story or the story, when it comes to the drama series, it's more in, it's more intimate. Like I was saying, you can relate to these characters more and people can see themselves in those characters. But yeah, like it was crazy. I got an award for something, but the other, award, the, the people I was really trying to didn't really connect with it. Well, you know, um, that's what testing is for and, you know, why people, you know, spend so much money in that. And I would say awards are, are like trolls and criticism. If you believe them for when they give you an award, you'll believe them when they'll critique it. At the end of the day, you have art to make. And at the end of the day, your vision. Now, maybe you don't know a whole bunch of veterans or the veterans you know are on the different side because all veterans aren't alike, especially depending where they served, when they served, how they served. You know, it's always the guy who was a paper pusher or a cook for a year who has the most horrific stories of how dangerous it was in Panama, uh, opposed to the guy who actually saw combat doesn't want to talk about it, doesn't want to let you know that was a different life. Don't ask me any questions because, you know, I don't want to remember that because I got to remember it every night. So, you know, it it just depends. But even if you made, I'm thinking about a very soft character who was the total opposite of most soldiers, there's somebody for everybody. So I wouldn't put too much weight 
on the critique unless they said it was bad film or even the award because there's an award for everything. And when we get caught up in the award, now we're letting yeah. other people boost us up. Man, we, we knew we were great. Like Nipsey said, we just needed a platform to explain it. So you're doing something right to get the award, but at the same time, you know, um, I like that you're ready to make it even better, go deeper, just make it your vision because that might win somewhere else. You might be able to sell that in Turkey and they'll be like, oh yeah, we're feeling this because it was about the characters. It wasn't necessarily about it being real. You know how many mob movies are like that? <laughs> Like, he ain't real. That you don't you don't you don't go out and do that when you're in the mob. But you know, I mean, Tony Soprano wasn't a real character, but yeah. uh, it's a great great show. I, I was a fan. Yeah. So with TV, when can we expect you to start pitching some stuff um, where maybe we can say, hey, we you know we want to see this on this channel and have a campaign? Like, how when do you think you'll be ready? I'll be ready the first week of February. Okay. I'll be ready. I feel like I'll be ready. I'll have, I'm writing a movie that's revolving around um, homeless. That, so like, it's kind of like correlating everything I'm doing, but it's a drama movie. So I really want to take people through this journey of deep, but like a way of like what it's like to eat out of a trash can and what the food tastes like, what this food smell like. And, and I want to take people through this journey of like what it's like to either, you know, have the urge to want to be sexual on the street, but you got to fight it. You know, like I want to take people through all those emotions. So that's my next little movie I'm getting. Right. So that's something I'll be pitching. Okay. Well, I mean, I, you know, I could hear somebody um, who's been in that situation say, well, sex does happen on the street, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And, and I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen a filmmaker, you know, just on TV or Netflix tap into that. I'm trying to really think um, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I watch things that are meaningful to me. And the homeless is something where that's meaningful because I think, it's a failure on government on a lot of that. I know, I know people try to say they have mental issues, but some of those people are, are brilliant and just caught up in situations and that anybody could be caught up in. So, Absolutely. yeah. So, you know, sex, sex on the street. Um, yeah. I actually, I'm thinking I have seen some people exploit people like that, but yeah. not done in the way you're talking about do it. <laughs> Yeah, to where, you know, you kind of, you're like now, like people, like they're like becoming that person. So, yeah, so they would do, you know, like you're going to be like, oh, what if I had that same urge and I was homeless? What what would I do? Yeah, probably do what they would do if they were at home and, and, and find a place and get it in. And, you know, the world, we live in Babylon now, so you could see anything, mm -hmm. you know, I've. My family and I, we've been here in Florida almost four months and behind us, 20 yards behind us at most, saw a car blow up and said, oh my gosh. So, you know, anything is, is possible in Babylon. We just pray every day, like MC Hammer said. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we got to pray. <laughs> yeah. So tell the, yeah. People, tell the people where they can, you know, follow you, where they can connect, where they can buy some KT Beauty. I'm going to make sure I put the links in the description box, but let them hear mm -hmm. it from your mouth. 
So they can find me at ktbeautyboom.com or www.ktbeautyboom.com. That's for the hair products. And for the film, you're looking at Coleman Studios on YouTube. And then also um, you can reach me at uh, Coleman Studios on Instagram and Facebook. And it's Coleman with the K because it's Chrissy with the K. So I decided to add in my own little brand in there. So yeah, Coleman Studios with the K. And that's where you can find me at. You guys have been blessed by the game. I'm not going to give you a game overload. Plus, she has some stuff to do before her next interview. Like, share, subscribe. Peace. Be blessed. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.